welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Plug In with K. It is me, your host, your girl, Kayana J. Hey! And we are here for another episode. As you all know, it is February, and February is what? Black History Month. So, sitting with me to my, what is it, left, right, to my right, is the gorgeous, beautiful, Miss Do Everything Herself, Miss Raven Day. Hi! How you feeling? I'm happy to be here. <laughs> for those of y'all that don't know Raven, right? Raven is very quiet, but she have her moments. Like, she not that quiet. I wouldn't say she that quiet. You say you that quiet? Nah. <laughs> nah. Okay, so... Um, with it being Black History Month, for the month of February, I'm taking a shift um, on the topics for Plugged In With K, and we're just going to talk about different things um, that deal with the African-American culture, or just being African-Americans in general, all while shedding light to our ancestors and shedding light to those who have marched and fought for our rights before us. Because, I mean, like, we only get 28 days to do that, but, you know, we black all year, and Melanie be giving all year. <laughs> so, here we go. Black so... Up. <laughs> to get started, do you have anything you want to say before we get started, Raven? I'm new with this, so <laughs> we gonna see how this go. We gonna see how it goes. Good vibes all around. You gonna do good. Period. You really gonna do good, and I'm excited to be sitting here with you. For those of y'all that didn't know, Raven is my mentor, right? What I mean by mentor, Raven has seen me through like every stage of my of like my college life from that awkward. High school student phase trying to find their institution to, like, the awkward freshmen that, like, you know, just awkward. And then now to being, like, finding myself on campus. She's been there through it all. I know I be getting on her nerves, and she probably be sick of me sometimes. No, I don't. <laughs> I be sick of myself, to be honest. She swear I be sick of her, y'all. <laughs> but we're just going to jump into this, so... Tonight's episode is titled Behind the Beat, okay? And for those of you who may not be Gen Z like we are or not the late millennials who think they're still in style, uh, what I mean by beat is makeup. Because when we get our makeup done, when we look nice and things, they tell us, girl, your face is beat. Like, I don't know, Raven was in a pageant a few days ago, and baby, that face was beat. Like, beat, beat to the, beat to heaven. At this point, her face was just beat. But behind the beat, and we're going to be digging into, like, just what it means to be a young African-American woman striving for greatness in society today and the labels that are put on us and the stereotypes and everything. So, you ready? Ready, Zamakit? So, do you want to introduce yourself to the people, let them know, like, who you are, what you do, and all that good stuff? Uh, sure. What else should I say? <laughs> I don't know. Just so, just tell them a little bit about like your journey right now. What you, what do you do right now? Okay, let's see, let's see. Uh, so for y'all that don't know me, my name is Raven Day, but most people probably just know me as Ray. I am a junior stratcom major here at Southern Miss with a minor in Black Studies for the people. For, for the people. people. Uh, a lot of people probably know me as Miss Evolve, Miss Do It All. I do a lot around campus. They be stressing me out sometimes, <laughs> but I just be happy to be here. <laughs> and after college, I really just want to go into like social media, activism work. I want to do the whole nine. So here I am on a podcast for the first time. So that's that. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much it. 
So we are so great to have you here, Raven. I know I am. Because y'all just don't know, this girl be supporting me through everything. She be supporting me, supporting me, supporting me, supporting me, supporting me. So as we get started, we just want to go ahead and dive into one thing. And my first question for Raven is, how have you found being in society as a young black woman? How has that been for you? Well, let's see, let's see. I will say that, well, first it all kind of starts off with realizing that you are black mm-hmm. and realizing that you are also a woman. So, double homicide. <laughs> but just kind of coming into womanhood, I would say high school to now, is when I really just truly became aware of a black woman's place in society. Mm-hmm. And we are like at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to intersectionality, racism, classism, colorism, all the isms. <laughs> all the isms. <laughs> all the isms. We're at the bottom. Like, like we're just underprotected in almost every way possible. But Black women are also fierce and brave and loyal and courageous, and it, we bring a lot to the table. Mm-hmm. So, as far as my place in society right now, I'm just I'm really happy and proud to be a black woman, and I want other black women to feel the same way. So that's why I do what I do most of the time. So, going off of that. So, like, how you said that you found, you didn't, like, really realize your place until, like, high school and college. I think that a lot of times for us in this society, in this culture that we're in, when we're younger, um, we we know that we're black, but we don't really acknowledge that because I feel like we don't get, I'm going to say me personally, I didn't get exposed to a lot of things. Um growing up being black. Like, I knew I was black, but at the same time, I wasn't exposed to, like, traumatic stuff. It was like once I, like you said, once I started getting older, I started realizing that, hey, this has happened to black people, and this has happened, and, like, me trying to find my place as well. So I'm, like, right there with you because it's, like, you know, it's hard sometimes to just have those moments where you're, like, because, like, like, so, I don't know. I'm saying like a lot, y'all. I'm sorry. So, from high school to college, you're really finding yourself. And even beyond college, like once you first graduate, because you're, you know, you're in your early 20s and everything. And those times are detrimental, especially for, like, our generation right now. Because in, like, the past 10 years, we've seen so much go on. From, like, Trayvon Martin to <laughs> Breonna Taylor to, like, George Floyd, like, we've experienced all of this in the past 10 years. Like, from 2012, I think that's when, you know, what happened with Trayvon. I was like, yeah, I think that's 2012. Yeah. I just did a research project on this. I should know this. <laughs> I believe it's 2012. <laughs> I think from, like, 2012 to now, and it's crazy because, like, that's all we've seen growing up, like, preteen and teenage age. So, like, trying to fluctuate around that, you know, that's kind of interesting. Our generation really just desensitized to a lot of this stuff now. Like, we see this, and it just be like, oh, again? Like, we've been raised for, like, a week, but then it's just like, 
Bam, moved on. And that's that's interesting that you said that because I've been like looking at the Tyree Nichols situation, and it has not been talked about too much, as opposed to other incidents. And I didn't know this had happened until like the day the video dropped. Yeah, I was just like, what Memphis? It's like two hours for me. Yes, and that's like that was like me too. I didn't know about it until like a couple of days after the video dropped. Like when they were like doing they was like it was on the news or whatever. But I'm like, why did it take so long? Like I we found out like January twenty ninth, but it happened like January seventh. That it? Mm-hmm. It happened January seventh of this year. So you you see <laughs> it's like we're we're disconnected from reality in a in a sense. Oh, January 7th? Yeah, January 7th. Dang. I ain't no way. That hit hard. And January got by, it, January got on up out of here. It went by so fast. It really did. It's real good. First, Lord Jesus. January <laughs> said, I got places to be. <laughs> okay? January said, I'm not staying. I'm just going to get gone. But going from that, right, and how that has affected us, going into who we are as young women, right, who have to stand beside, you know, the victims of things like that or stand beside and watch those things. Like, think about his mom. There's, like, a picture, like, some artists, you know, they were doing, they did a picture of Tyree Nichols and his mom. And a lot of times in, like, society and American culture now is, like, common. I think, like, the mother's or the wives' just emotions has become so common in society to where it's played down when those things happen. Strong black woman. And I think it's like society forces them to be strong, takes away their softness, their ability to just be feminine to where they have to put on the Role of the male. What, what do you think? I definitely feel like they like the whole strong black woman mentality. Like, that's just so present, especially in today's time when even just outside of traumatic events, women are being forced to be single mothers and the breadwinners in their families. Yeah. Just a lot that they have to put on this brave face for. And if they break down for even a moment or speak on their feelings for even a moment on, like, social media or something like that, suddenly, oh, you're ungrateful. You're, you shouldn't be saying that. You should be grateful for the life you have. Why do you feel this way? And it's just like, we humans too. We got emotions just like everybody else. We should be allowed a weak, a weak moment or... For that facade to drop even just a little bit, yep. but it's like we hold, we're held to on this pedestal, kind of where we can't do that. Nope. And it's like I don't like you were saying we have to be like the single mothers and everybody. And it's like the way society has everything set up right now is just like they view African Americans, both men, male and females, as just emotionless as if they're not you know valid as if like what they feel is not true it's not reality what they're feeling and I think that us being young adults we get that a lot 
being that we're young adults and old the older generation, they feel that our emotions aren't valid, our thoughts aren't valid. Mm. Who we <laughs> what we what we consider is not valid. Just but we're right. trying yeah. to right <laughs> and thinking about it, they're like the the end of the civil rights movement and the Black Panther Party movements and things like that. And we are, I'd say, you know, we're in this awkward, you know, kind of similar movement or whatever. But it's like going on more. I wouldn't say, do you think it's going on more now? It's going on what? More. Like. Like the, like civil rights. Injustice and things. Going on more. I don't think it's going on more. More per se, it's just more public present. Yeah, like people know about it more, and they have access to see what's actually going on versus back then. Yeah, if it didn't come on television, you know about it. Right, and I think because of that, I don't know. They they feel we they treat us as. Sometimes they treat us like what we're feeling as young adults, young African-American adults is not valid. Especially, like like we said, coming from the older generation sometimes. Mm-hmm. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, Raver. Don't say it. I'm trying to put this respectfully. <laughs> See, how can I worry these? <laughs> Look, I mean, it's true, though. Like, y'all think it's true, right? Like, I really think that's true. Like, if you just look at it sometimes. I'm not saying that, like, they just are hard. I'm, no, I'm not disrespecting them. I'm just saying that sometimes they don't validate us and what we're feeling. Sometimes. Like, we get overlooked and we get told that we don't care about things, but we care in a different way. It's like they just—they feel like they've been through all these different experiences from their time, and most people from older generations—they've been raised on like these real strict parenting and things like that, and just being exposed to these harsh conditions. That when we come and do something different, it's just like they're scared of it in a way, like they don't yeah. want to make the change. Yeah. I can see. I can see that. And we just, like, we healing generational trauma, and y'all just, oh, Lord. Like, we, like, us, I'd say our generation, like, this is something that we were talking about in class today, how our generation, we've just been going through it since we've been here. From, like, from, like, what? 9-11 to, like, let's see what happened. 9-11, then to Hurricane Katrina, then to, you know, <laughs> stock market crashing, all the Man. way to a freaking pandemic. The recession. Recession, Black Lives Matter movement. Like, we have just been experiencing so much. But us as, like, African-American women, young women, we're learning. It's, it's like we're learning, but we're also trying to overcome something as well while learning. And it's 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 kind of brain picking sometimes because like we 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 have some models in front of us, uh, 
of strong African-American women that we can look up to, that we can follow. But then there are also, I don't know, it's like, it's it's not, it's more of like a, a crabs in the barrel type thing rather than I uplift you and you uplift me. It's like we got more examples of what we don't want to be like yes. than who we actually want to aspire to be. Yeah. And then, like, because of that, I feel like sometimes us as young women, we are struggling trying to move into our careers or into those high, higher up elevated places. I don't know what it is about older black women that be in these positions at their jobs. They be, they be see, man. yeah, they be CEOs, managers, shift leads, whatever you want to call it. And when we come in there trying to work, they don't be trying to help us. No. They just be like, like they be jealous in a way. Like they just don't want us, they don't want us to be better than them because they feel like they've been there longer. And that's something that's interesting too. Because like going into like another question of how like, The business and professional world, how that shaped for African American women, right? It's so much harder for us, I would say. Not, you know, trying to be nitpicky or anything, but saying just like, in the professional sense, African American women, sometimes we have to basically code switch or culture switch in order to be in those higher positions. Even though we may have the degrees, we may have the training for, we may be certified in those areas, sometimes we have to become something that we're not because we, when we go in those places, they have stereotypes of us. And I wanted to ask you because you deal with a lot of um, professional settings and things like that. How much harder is it for you to maneuver through those places or how much more do you have to like change yourself in order to get those experiences that you need Mm. well let's see well for starters the field i want to go in is social media marketing Mm -hmm. that field is predominantly male and is predominantly white and so like when i'm in college right now, getting internships and joining student orgs and things like that, it's just like, for starters, I'm I'm a minority on two different fronts in that field, trying to gain, like, even just a little foothold into the professional setting for what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And just, it's like they don't take you serious. Right. Unless you come with X, Y, and Z right in your hand to hand it to them like if you if you don't come with no experience in pr like you have to have a portfolio linkedin graphics mm-hmm. already under your belt and i'm just like dang i'm just a junior <laughs> <laughs> just i just trying to make I, I just got here i'm a broke college student <laughs> i'm just trying to get to i'm just like, first i'm just look, trying to get this degree first. like being shampoos every other week <laughs> Be crying in my dorm room, like calling on Jesus. It just you talking about. I need this to get the internship, but the internship is what I need to get the job. Like, <laughs> it's 
And like, it make it make sense. It don't. Sometimes it doesn't. Cause like, okay, I saw this meme, and it was like, um, you can have a degree, but they want you to have twenty five years experience. And they and, do. They really do. And so in the it meme, is like the degree is how I speak. It's funny because in this meme, it was kindergartners with <laughs> construction work. And it was like me going to get the twenty five. Me going to get the twenty five year experience for my degree, and that was just funny to me. It wasn't supposed to be that it, funny, it, but it was funny. It be like that though. Like they be wanting you to come in with so much under your belt. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, well, now that I know, I be stressing to other people. When if I would have known this, I would have been doing internships like. Freshman year of college. Yeah. But my degree plan, it was just like, oh, you don't have to do that to junior year. But here I am with leadership positions and orgs and stuff, and that's barely enough. Like, it's enough on Southern Miss level, but on the professional level, now that I am applying to internship, where's your portfolio? Where's this? Where's that? And I, I just hit with a LinkedIn link. Like, <laughs> Raven was like, this all I got. You got to take me to do? You got to take me as I am. As I am. That is. So, say, saying that, okay, I'm finna word this question wrong. It's, it's gonna be, it's worded right in my brain, but it's gonna be worded wrong out my mouth. So, we're just gonna go with it. So, basically, the positions that you have or the professional positions that you may have, ex- have or have had experience in, how, have you ever felt that in those positions you had to, um, not you weren't able to be as true to who you really were in order to fit in or in order to have those opportunities as a black woman. Mm, let's see. Kind of, sort of. Def- well, for black organizations, no, I will say that. For any boards that have been dedicated solely to minorities on campus, I haven't had to code switch or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But for other organizations, those more prestigious organizations, unfortunately, I definitely have. I won't say had to, but felt like felt like I had to code switch when I'm in those different settings. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like automatic. I can't snap. I don't know why. I snap for you. Automatic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I distracted. But... It's like an instinct almost that you have yeah. to go in there and code switch when you shouldn't have to. Right. Like, I can speak just as fluently and clearly as I'm speaking now with my Mississippi Delta accent. <laughs> supposedly I have one. <laughs> you do, baby. You, you do. You do. <laughs> well, I can go in there and speak as fluently and clearly with my accent just like I'm doing now and not have to just switch my voice to just high and pitchy yeah like as if i'm not black but you it's like it's programmed in us as soon as we start getting into these positions that oh you have to do this so for them to respect you yeah and it shouldn't have to be that way it's like my my mcnair mentor she wrote about it in her dissertation about how black women have like this glass ceiling they have to break in professional workplace settings. Like they have to work ten times harder 
as a black man or even a white man or a white woman just to get half the recognition or even the pay in some areas. Yeah, and that that is true because I was doing research and statistics and stuff. I normally have, like, all my notes and everything with me, but I didn't do that tonight because I was like, I know this information, so I don't, I shouldn't have to be flipping through it. But that 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 is like that. And then another thing is because um, last year I was doing a little bit of research um, on African-American women in, like, workplaces and things like that. And they were saying that um, African-American women are tip in professional settings. They are despised for showing any sense of any type of anger. Like, if they disagree with anything, they take it as anger. If they, um, basically, like, if they're being criticized against or if they're experiencing injustice and they stand out against that, they see that as anger instead of seeing, like, valuing them for who they are and them having a true voice. And that's just, like, because me, about to go into the medical field, right, you don't see a lot of us, right? And mm-hmm. I'd say that for me, getting ready to, you know, prepare to take the NCAT and prepare to start filling out applications for medical school and things, I have to be... 10 times um, better than everybody else. Like, my grades have to be better. My GPA has to be better. And it's just like, it's not a, a level playing field. It's, not, it's this quote from Scandal. <laughs> <laughs> what, Olivia Pope Daddy. <laughs> well, he was fussing at her for something again. What? See, I don't, don't, y'all don't, re- black, don't revoke my black card. I never watched Scandal. Oh, I haven't either. This oh, okay. Good, 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 <laughs> But I'm going to watch some. But he told her, she, she's a black boy. Mm-hmm. And like in the White House and stuff. And he told her, you have to be 10 times better than them, white people or any people of other color, to get even half of what they got. And that's just like, 10 times better just to get half? Inflation is high out here. <laughs> <laughs> I understand inflation because, y'all, I tried to put... Oh, this is off topic. I just got a rant about this. I went to put gas in my car, y'all. And let me just tell y'all, homegirl almost didn't get gas. I started to tell the Lord, just let me walk, drive on faith at this point. Because, like, gas, why is gas $5 a gallon? $5? Where did you go? No, this is when inflation had oh, first started. Oh, I was yeah, gonna say- I had a big, I had a whole rent. And then eggs. Eight dollars for twelve eggs. Do you know what I can do? Do you know what I can? I can. I'll go buy my own chicken and have that chicken do the eggs. Man, that's a cookout meal right there. Thank you. I have chicken and eggs. <laughs> that was off topic, y'all. That was off topic. But I just had to rant about that because, like, why is stuff so high? Like, I'm gonna be fighting for my life. Everything going up except pay. It really is like. Why, why is the minimum wage still $7 in Mississippi? Y'all, it's it's giving. Why? It's giving they want us to feel. They it's giving. They don't want me to handle to live at the college. It's giving toxicity. That's what it's giving. It's giving societal toxicity. <laughs> why, why rent still going up but the minimum wage not? See. I'm going to be homeless at the college. This one's giving. <laughs> I, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I just had to get that out of my system. You feel better about that? 
You feel better because like them prices, they just I don't know. It's just ghetto, ghetto, ghetto. very ghetto, very ghetto out here. Just no, <laughs> very ghetto. But where were we? Back to where we were. <laughs> Back to our scheduled programming. So thinking about um, just we're gonna shift just a tad. So thinking about us as young black women in society, you know what I mean by young black women would be ages like thirteen to like twenty five, right? Um, social media. That's a that's a a big thing. Um, it's the Instagram, the Facebook, the Snapchatting, the TikToking, the Twitterers, <laughs> all that stuff. What else? I miss one. I, that's it. I think. Um, don't nobody give nothing else. <laughs> for real? I thought it was another one. I don't think so. What's app? What's that? Go up that. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I don't know social media like that. I don't know all this stuff. That's what the business owners be using for their vendors. That, okay, that's yeah. WhatsApp. Okay, so we well, we know what WhatsApp is now. Thank you for schooling me. I learned something tonight. But just that, and what social media expects us as young black women to be, versus who we really are. You want to touch on that? Cause that's 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 something that like I see so many young black women wanting to live up to the standards and the conditions that they see on social media instead of just being themselves. And I had a moment in my life where I thought that I had to be like um, social the people on social media peer pressuring. You know how they talk about your hair, how they talk about you know, they body shame you, right? Things like that. And I I had a moment where I was still learning who I was, still trying to figure out who I, you know, what I want to be and just basically who Kayana is. And, you know, social media was like the main thing that was like dictating that. So how would you say that affects us and how can we move forward with that? Mm, let's see. Well... For starters, these days, everybody want to be an aesthetic. Girl. Everybody wants to be an aesthetic. I'm so sick of that. Like, everybody edit your a, pictures and go on. Everybody want to be a content creator. And ain't nothing wrong with it. If you want to do content, YouTube, TikTok, whatever you want to do. But it's real jobs out here. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. It's real jobs out here. Everybody can't be on social media getting money. <laughs> Everybody can't be on social media getting money. I'm sorry. There are real jobs. We need nurses. We need doctorers. We need teacherers. Like, we need y'all. Like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just had to get that out of my system. Everybody can't be a content creator, sweetie. Like, even and even if you are. Venture off and do something else. Like, I get it. There are some that are famous and everything, but you have so much more potential in you as a black woman to do something empowering than just getting on social media every day. And think, like, because first of all, you got to go through everything. You got to go through high water just to get 50 cents from these social media sites. Man. Like, 
So why not just use what you already have to your benefit? If you have a degree, you shouldn't be on TikTok, to be honest. I'm just saying it. Like, I don't mean like, like, y'all don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, tic- like, don't get on TikTok. Don't have an account. I'm saying don't put all your energy into that, which I feel like our generation does that. I definitely do, like, as far as being a content creator and stuff, like, I mean, some people just really, some people really do have a passion for that. And if mm-hmm. you do, that's cool. Be your, be your full-time you? content creator. Have a job first because the chicks don't start rolling in immediately. Yeah, but if you but- know, if you know, you if you know that ain't for you, just go and hang that up. And, like, especially, like, re- especially, like, recently, especially on TikTok, mm-hmm. people want everything to be content. Like, I saw this um, status on Twitter where it said, I'm so tired of seeing days in the life of people that be don't be doing nothing, but getting up fed, making breakfast. <laughs> and I was like, it's true. And I was like, well, I mean, if it make you happy, do you. But at the same time, if you won't do content creation, be unique. Be yeah. unique with it. Don't do what everybody else trying to do. Like, speaking from someone who is a brand ambassador for different brands and stuff, uh, I do Sheen, Amazon, Pretty Little Thing, and Blushmark. Everything, y'all. She do everything. <laughs> like, cause it's fun, but it's definitely not something I would ever do full time. Yeah. Like, I'm better consistent with it as it is. <laughs> I really just do this for fun, another extra money on the side. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's not a full time job for me, but it may be for you. If it makes you happy, do it. But as far as, like, this generation, everybody wants to be, like, this aesthetically pleasing person. And it's it's cool to have a 9 to 5. Yeah. I promise you it is. It's completely still fine to have a 9 to 5 job and have a, be financially stable. Like, mm-hmm. being rich and famous ain't all this caked up to be. Because, like, a lot of our generation, they don't, I'm not going to say they don't want to, but they're not pursuing the professional world anymore the professional like workforce anymore. like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and ain't, ain't nothing wrong with entrepreneurs but everybody is not meant to be an entrepreneur right. like people think you finna start selling this product and money just finna start flowing in it's like no you gotta stay up and plan content you gotta make packages you gotta find, work on it find vendors you gotta pay for mock-ups and different products to test before you actually start selling it to people because mm-hmm. then your business really gonna go downhill yep it's just it's so much that goes into being this type of stuff and it's like everybody wants to be their own boss and stuff which you know it's completely fine but it's just like you should know your strength right like it's, it's not for everybody it's not for everybody it's something that i would say is I'm not, so, like, what we're saying, we're not saying, like, don't do that, right? We don't want to discourage anybody. What we're saying is there is a way to use what you get out of, like, college, your degree and stuff, and, like, things that you just like or, you know, want to be a part of. Like, you can have multiple streams of income, but be wise with it. Like, don't just get a degree and be like, oh, well, I'm not going to go into the workforce because I want to work and just record videos all day, but, like, you're not doing You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't know. I actually encourage you to have multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's rough out here. It really <laughs> is. The way stuff going up, I'm just, the way stuff going up, I'm just going to have to get, 
but have a farm and have all my animals back there, just kill them back there, just do all of that because stuff's so high. I'm gonna be just, I don't know. At this point, we just, I don't know. And then it's just like people have these unreasonable beauty standards of how a black woman should look. Like a black, a black woman is not always gonna have three C that little. The, the the pretty fro. Oh yeah, I don't. Fro. Cause baby, my hair my hair nappy. I got four C hair. Yeah, I don't like doing it myself. That's why it's up like this. I'm sorry, y'all. If y'all don't like my little afro, whatever, whatever, I apologize in advance. But I'm gonna be me and I'm gonna be comfortable. We love the four C hair girls. We, we do. Love, we love them. I just don't like doing it myself. <laughs> Cause it take a long time. Like, I, be I like, think I got I got like three C four A hair. You got pretty hair. And I I don't know I don't like doing it, bro. But all, all black women hair. But y'all, she she got her hair laid to the side and everything. Now it's so pretty. This wig, y'all. It's so pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty. It's wig and style right now. Lady looks on the makeup and wig and styles. Period. Cause period. I'll put that in the description. Mm. So this is gonna get you right. Put it in the description. She got multiple streams of income. That's, That's a black it. queen right there. That's, That's right a there. black queen right there. <laughs> but as far as beauty status and stuff like. People think you have to have this, these flat laid wig and styles and 30, yeah. 30 inch hair just to be seen as like pretty. You got to have this curvy body and y'all, I'm a stick. <laughs> I'm a stick. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, we, we, we just two sticks, two sticks, two sticks, like, two pencils in the case like together. My, I'm, t- I'm 21 and my grown woman body still not here yet. I don't, I don't think it's ever going to come. But, we got our Spongebob hey. boots on tonight because y'all, it's raining outside. I don't know if y'all can see, but baby, we got these Spongebob boots on. I call them Spongebob boots because it's an episode of Spongebob for those that, ain't, that don't watch Spongebob. This SpongeBob had all these tall boots that went up to his knee, and they was just squeaking, and he was dancing at them and stuff. <laughs> they was trying to take his boots off. It was so funny. But we got on our SpongeBob boots tonight. Period. Period. And I think you gotta wear like these different. Oh, what kind of revealing outfits? Like, ain't nothing wrong with showing showing skin and stuff. Like, I like showing skin every once but in a while too. But showing too much sometimes. Yeah. Some and, some things should be kept for your man's. Yep, some things should be kept for your man's. But if you want to do that, how you do what makes you happy. And then TT not gonna do that though. <laughs> and then like to go into that, right? I feel like a lot of times us as black women, we get body shamed, or we get basically talked about, or basically disincur dis that's not a word <laughs> discouraged discouraged. <laughs> Um, about like our who we are, our natural bodies, because we want to be or we put ourselves out there. I, well, I'm not gonna say we, but as a culture, black women sometimes put themselves out there. They show everything on social media, or they show everything to get attention, and then when they just want to be themselves, they're like, "No, nah, we want you to." You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's definitely like this sometimes, and then just. I saw this debate on Twitter one time, mm-hmm. and it was just like, it showed like this, not professional, kind of not really. It was a dress. It was a dress. It was a dress outfit, like mm-hmm. dinner dinner day type outfit. Let's go be. And they were like, should we? Should I? Whoever posted this talking about, should I wear a wig style or keep my braids for this? And like, 
some people were saying like, oh, the wig a little better with that. It looks more classy and stuff like that. But it's just like, why why are braids not seen as classy? Yeah. You can put your braids on a little updo bun with a little bang on the side, and it's going to look just as good with a little dress outfit. Because period. Like, braids shouldn't be seen as just like this downgrade or something you just wear when you're trying to go to the water park or something. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, braids are so versatile and they have such like a rich meaning in black culture, especially the black women back mm-hmm. during slavery times. Like Harry Tubman them was out there putting maps in people's heads with them braids. <laughs> cornrows. They were called cornrows yeah, back corn then. Cornrows. <laughs> and it's just like they should be appreciated more. Like yeah. they shouldn't be just like, oh, I'm just gonna get some because I don't got nothing else to do with my hair right now. Like, no, braids then, are like, pretty. I I prefer braids over wig styles. And then like in professional settings, like so me, I like uh, I follow the Black Hair e- Exhibit Museum, whatever it's called, on Instagram and on that, Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's a museum based on just black hair. Like they have the magazines, the old school magazines everywhere. They have like a what roller, a roller set pin. It's one in Atlanta. We gotta go. Ooh. They got like a roller set pin. <laughs> they got um, it's just black hair and black culture. They have this room. Um, it's like a selfie museum, but for, like, black hair and black culture and stuff. And I was looking through their pictures, and I saw one thing. It's, like, a background or whatever, and it's a desk, right? And on the wall, it says, my hair is not unprofessional. And, you know, the girls, they just go and take pictures there and stuff like that. But then that made me realize, right, our natural hairstyles, they call them unprofessional. They do, and it... And I'm it's just go, like, what do you a, want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm gonna go on a little rant right quick. Hold on. <laughs> Cause it it this it be the this little debate on Facebook almost every other month. It just it it hurts my soul so bad. Like they be they be talking about like other races like wearing like braids, corn braids, cornrows, other black hairstyles and stuff. And some people be understanding like. Oh, we got other problems to worry about than other races trying to wear our styles and stuff. But it's and it's just like, oh, if they can wear it if they want to, they ain't hurting me. But it's just like, and they be talking about, oh, this not even a problem no, no more. But it is like, the crown act ain't even made it out of Congress yet. Mm-mm. Like they trying to block it. So they still they are still to this day trying to block black women from wearing their braids and their natural froze. In the workplace, you know, I can't blame people for not knowing about it because it's not publicized on, like, news station stuff, which yeah. is a whole different topic. But it's just, like, it's still a problem that a lot of people do not know about. And it yeah. just infuriates me so bad because, yes, it is a problem because they can do it and it's trendy and it's popular. And they but get when we one do it, we get pews and all it. this. But if I was to wear my braids, not that, not in a bun or something like that, just down. Or if I were to real my, wear my real hair out in like a fro, if I ever learned how to do fro, <laughs> and try and wear it wear it in a professional setting, I'ma get side eyed or just told it's ghetto or unprofessional, and that that that's not okay. It's not okay, and people be like. You know, we just be trying to make problems out of nothing, but this is still stuff that right. affects black women today. And it's you, just like, ugh. Now, you said something a minute ago. You said the Crown Act. Explain to that what it is for those that, you know, the the 
Gen Z and millennials, that's the late millennials that's with us. Uh, yeah, I know I'm saying these words wrong. It's Black History Month. Um, the peop- those who may not, you know, watch the news anymore or keep up with it. Because, you know, our generation, like you said, we are, like, desynthesized from it. So, like, we don't even take part in it. We don't even take – we don't – I'm not going to say we don't, but majority of us, we just check out to news and society and, and bills and the House of Representatives and all that good stuff. Like, me, I be checking out sometimes because I be like, I don't – that's not my thing. Some people need to go and take a social studies course and learn how Congress works, Lord Jesus. We now in high school social studies, we weren't learning. Then I'm sorry, our teachers was the football coach, the track coach, the the, the coaches. They we didn't learn nothing. So like we don't know nothing for real. I'm not saying that we didn't learn. I'm saying that we we just didn't learn everything. And before I switched. Before I switched schools, one thing I can say about my old school district, back when it was like a span of school, mm-hmm. if they ain't give us nothing else good, we got good English and we got good history teachers. Yep. Now, math and science, that could be debated. <laughs> but the Crown Act is, I don't know all the facts, so I'm not going to speak on what I don't know, mm-hmm. but the Crown Act is basically this law that this black woman is trying to get passed to basically allow black women to wear their natural hairstyles and braids in workplaces and not be discriminated against for it. And if they are discriminated against for it, you know, they can call for a lawsuit or something like that because yeah. it's going to be illegal. And so back in, like, the beginning of the year, back in December or something like that, the Crown Act was blocked again and either the House or the Senate won them. It didn't make it through Congress. It hasn't. It ain't passed from bill to a law yet. Mm-hmm. They blocked it again. And so, like, the fact that they blocked it again just intentionally shows that they don't they don't want to make this a law. They want black women to keep still being discriminated against. And it's just like, there's so much going on in the world, Lord. It's, and it's crazy <laughs> because, okay, so it's like, okay, for young black women like myself, right, I'm not a wig and sewing type person, right? Now, to those of y'all that do it, baby, I commend y'all. Because that lace be laid. That, that hair be looking real. Right? But that's that's not me. I, like, I'm more of a natural person. Like, if I can't get, like, box braids or braids with added hair, I'll get somebody to braid my natural hair down. Or I'll twist my hair. Or I'll do a twist out. You know, like, right now I'm in the process of um, thinking about locking my hair. You know, just stuff like that. I'm that type of person. Like, I'm not the, oh, I'm finna, you know, just change wigs every day. Like, that's not that's not me. So, for me personally, the field that I'm going into, I find myself having to, like, when I go to, like, different professional things or whatever, I find myself always having to find styles that are accepted. And that's hard sometimes, especially when my hair, when I'm combing it, it feels like I was mixed with carpet. Like, no joke. Sometimes I be combing my hair, and I'm like, goodness, is this rug? Is this carpet? What is this in my head? Because, no, because today, I didn't I didn't comb my hair. You're supposed to comb through it every day. I didn't comb through it. I barely brushed it. I barely brushed it. I just got up and just did something. I don't know what this is on my head right now. 
It's a beautiful puff. Thank you. <laughs> it took me like 20 minutes to do it. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I was in my room struggling. And yes, I said struggling because it's Black History Month and I'm going to screw up <laughs> some words. Yes, I was in my room struggling because it's just like, I don't know. But it's just like trying to fit in these professional settings for like, or being out in front sometimes in like different positions that I'm getting now and different organizations that I'm in. I find myself just having to make myself assimilate to those around me. Sometimes. And it's hard to do that when your hair got a mind of its own. That's how I've been these past few weeks. Before <laughs> I got this done. Because I've had my, I got my hair, I got a silk press. Mm -hmm. Before I came back to school. Came back to Hattiesburg weather. Puffed up. That silk press was not silk pressing no more. So I've been wearing my little puff out for the past couple weeks. <laughs> and I hated every minute of it. Not because I hate my hair. I love my hair. I just don't like to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like to do it. I love my hair. If I knew different styles to try my hair, I might just wear it out more. But it's just like, mm -hmm. why, why it take me 20 minutes to do my hair in the morning when I can just put this on and go? And that's, that's something else too, right? So for those young black women um, who are in society now, right, I see among like the younger generation, our generation now, right, one big thing that we see a lot, I don't know if you be seeing it a lot, but I be seeing a lot, it's a pet peeve of mine, is the bonnets in public. Mm. It's like, professionally, you, first of all, society already has stereotypes, notions, how they feel about us, right? And for you to just be walking out the house with a bonnet on, I feel like I'm not judging anybody. I'm not. I'm just saying that us as young black women, we have to do a little better because, sir, you got on a full outfit and a bonnet. What is your purpose? What is I, going on? I definitely feel like we get judged for it. Yeah. Like, my granny always told me look at go out the house looking like you finna meet somebody. Yes, and we're supposed to <laughs> like, all the time. If I wear my bonnet out, like I don't really care about nobody else doing it because I ain't no you. Mm -hmm. But me personally, when I if I do wear it out, usually I'm on my way to get my hair done or mm -hmm. I'm on my way to a makeup appointment or something like that. Yeah. And even when I do feel it out, it just feels so weird because I'm not used to doing it. And so and like I, people be staring and stuff. I'm like, you ain't never seen a bonnet? What if I had on a durag? You wouldn't be staring in. And then <laughs> it's just like I have seen me being here on a college campus. I have seen young African-American women. They'll put on a whole outfit. Like, dress from head to, from face to toe and go to class with a bonnet on. And I'm just like, y'all, that's throwing me. Because I'm like, you didn't look at yourself in the mirror? And even if you have a bad hair day, right? It's one thing that I love about, like, um, our culture or whatever is being black women. You know, like, the, the head wraps and the things, right? You yeah. can wear them and make, like... Get head wraps. Get hats for bad hair days and things man, like that. Like that. <laughs> man, my we hat. We gonna rock out. Y'all, my walk by faith hat, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. 
I that thing I've worn it out. Like I, I need another head. In middle school, it got rock out till they can't cut till they get a little dusty. It's just it's they, dusty now. We don't they, talk about it. It's just gonna this them hats never fail us. Them hats are like <laughs> gifts. Like manual just blessings. Like, talk. Going on the store run or to the beauty supply store, because it's like what happened in the beauty supply store, stay in the beauty supply store. Yeah. But like Full runs and like just going without something quick, like you know, put throw your body down right quick. That's cool, but it's like class, like that irks me because it's like it's a professional setting. Like your professors can take you so far. Yeah. It like just the relationships you build with them, mm-hmm. and like if you got a black professor, you know they might they might be a little chill with it. But any other race, especially with us being at a PWI campus, they gonna side eye you and they're just gonna be like, mm. or. They go to they go grocery shopping in their bonnets. They go to the mall in their bonnets. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not judging you if that's you and you're listening to this. So I'm not judging you. Do your thing. I'm just saying, don't give them something else to throw like ammo at us because they talk about us. We get talked about quite a bit, especially being younger young women, right? Especially like right now, they saying that it. Us as young black women, we're very promiscuous. We like to be out there in them streets. <laughs> and I don't know about y'all, I like to be in the bed. Sleep is my best friend. Because I don't get a lot of it as a college student. So I try to be in the bed by 10 o'clock. I make about like a good 12. I try to be in the bed by 10 o'clock. And I, am I going to sleep at 10? No. I may be in the bed watching TV for a little while. I just found something good to watch now. So, you know, but still at the same time, like, like, it's sad, it's sad that it has to be that way. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't have to worry about going out in our bonnets or headscarves or whatever head wrap us black people have created for ourselves and worried about being called unprofessional or ghetto or just anything like that. Ratchet. Black men don't have it like that. They can wear a do-rag and it'd be fine. But black women in our bonnets and stuff and scarves, even scars, if you don't tie it up like how a head wrap supposed to have that little knot on the front, and it ain't, it just don't look presentable, I guess is the word, and get talked about. Like, it's sad it has to be like that, but yep. it's just like, you, if you know the standards they already have set for us, just don't give them nothing to talk about. Yep. I remember you brought back a memory for me when you said the head, head wrap with the knot. <laughs> so, y'all, I cut my hair. Off. I shaved it off and went natural in 2020. And um, I didn't, like, I was in that ugly phase, whatever you call it, where I didn't have hair. I didn't have enough hair to do nothing. So, like, I would wrap my hair up. And it took me so long to figure out how to do that little knot. Like, I was <laughs> I was struggling. Y'all, I was struggling so bad. I was just like, I just want to cut it all off again. Like, but when I figured out how to do it, I was wearing them wraps every day. My mama got sick of me. She got sick of seeing them on my head. Do something to your hair. I'm sorry. It's cute. And so, like, I was scrolling through my Snapchat memories the other day, and I saw her. And I was like, okay, girl, you was cute. You was cute. Can't do it now. (laughs) Can't do it now. If somebody was to ask me how to tie it, I'd be sitting there lost. I'm sorry. Baffled. Just mind wandering on Google trying to figure it out. Like, I might wear my body there if I just can't, not, if I ain't got absolutely nothing else to do with my hair. Or I'm finna go get my hair done. 
But before I get my bonnet, I put my ear scarf on or just any other scarf. Like I ran to Chick-fil-A today in my scarf and had my little hair in a ponytail. Mm-hmm. And it still came out cute. So, like, ladies, let's do better. Let us all do better, right? Because I know there are days you don't want to comb your hair. There's days I don't want to comb my hair. There's days I'm looking in the mirror and I'm asking God, why you put all this hair on my head, right? But at the same time, find a way to be true to who you are and also be respected as well. Like, make people respect you and not belittle you. Because sometimes I feel like they find things about us to belittle, to judge us about to belittle us. And they already don't think much about us sometimes. So it's like. It's, just, it's, just, it's like that in professional settings too. Like outside of hair, just the way you dress. Like mm-hmm. I know. Like I know someone that has coworkers that on certain days they'll dress down and have like a nice, a nice little casual shirt and some jeans or a t-shirt and some jeans. Mm-hmm. Like. As the week coming to an end, but they'll still go decked out in a full outfit, trench coat, little knee high boots, and all bracelet, jewelry, hair slayed to the gods. Yeah, <laughs> just because they're black and but, they can't afford to be seen see, as listening. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a good point because I'm not gonna lie. I when I say this, I'm saying this respectfully. Our generation don't like to wear clothes. <laughs> And you, so, like, I can get where the older generation is coming from where they tell us we need to cover ourselves up and put skirts on because sometimes I be on social media and I just got to log out because, you know, I see some young women, young black women and young black men, and I'm like, y'all, where your clothes at? Like, did you you just wake up and decide to put on a shoestring? Did you just like, but it's, like, ain't nothing wrong with your little skin. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. I show my shoulder but, here and there. But somebody, like, I might, I might wear a little crop top or a little mini mm-hmm. skirt, some every now and then. Or a little, I know I got a crisscross top that show my midriff sometimes. Yeah. But it's just like some of the outfits I've been seeing. Like, it's one thing to show your skin to be cute. Yeah. But it's another thing when, it, just, look, when it looks like all you got on is a tarp. Like, <laughs> Like y'all know how to look, how the ancient Greeks they be having all the little sheets, that's how they be looking. The Jesus sandals, that's what they had on them Jesus sandals. And a little tarp where ain't nothing holding it together for the string. And it's like okay, and us as young black women, right? So a lot of us, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say this. A lot of us, we're when it comes to dating and relationship wise, right? We find ourselves on the spectrum on the spectrum of that where young men see us as easy or they see us as just for our bodies. But as young black women, a lot of times they get on you see them on social media ranting and stuff. But what are you putting out there? What are you showing them? You saying that you want someone that's going to respect you, but are you respecting yourself? And, like, you can be, like, you can have self-respect and stuff. You can wear whatever you want to wear. But to some extent, you got to be careful what you put on there, especially 
those young black women who are going into professional settings or going into careers, right? They check that stuff. They do sometimes. They check your social media. You on that clowning, you like you not finna so it's just like we say we want better, but we don't do better. And it's just like as far as what you wear and stuff, like, yeah, you can you can you should be able to wear whatever you want mm-hmm. and not be deemed it's easy or whatever. Because just because you show skin, that don't mean you letting every man, you know. You, oh, yeah. You know. Because I'll show my little shoulder every <laughs> now and then. I'll show my little toes. Like, just because you got on a mint skirt don't, don't mean you asking for it. Y'all know. Yeah. But just like sometimes. Sometimes. The, it, it, So, to my black women, young black women, we know that you're beautiful. We know that, you know, you got a body with curves. What what they say, uh, what, what, what old girls say, you got a body, yada, 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 yada. Yeah, we know you got a body, yada, 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 yada. <laughs> What's that other song? Y'all help me out. What's another song? We know you got, no. a, we know you got a body like a beans. We, we know all of that, right? But at the same time, like, I feel like a lot of times we find ourselves in those positions of feeling less than or whatever because we put everything out there and everybody else is putting everything out there and we want to be like everybody else. When in reality, you can just be yourself. Like, real talk. Because if you if you talk to guys, which I have a lot of guy friends, you, you probably have a lot of guy friends, Talking to them, half of what we do, they don't like. They don't like girls that wear wigs all the time. They don't, you know, they don't like girls that wear makeup 24-7. They like you looking plain Jane, raggedy, throwed away with sweatpants and a t-shirt on. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> but. And just because they don't like that don't mean you stop doing it either. Yes. You ain't saying that now. Like, don't, don't, like, don't. I'm mean, not telling you just throw all your clothes away and just go walk around looking raggedy. Because he going to want something to look at. We ain't saying that now. Like, if he don't like it, that just ain't the man for you. Period. But we're saying, like. Because my man going to like whatever I give him. Because, period. <laughs> and he will. And, y'all, she got a good one. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to y'all. She got a good one. If you don't like my hairstyle, it's just on him. <laughs> But like, I feel like we do too, we do too much as young black women in our generation. We do too much. We really do. If you like look at our social medias and look at us in general, we do too much. Like, let's be honest. Cause why do you why do you need eighty seven inches a eighty seven inch bust down like we do too much? Nah, I ain't never seen no eighty seven inch. Like, just just like it's just an example. Like, so first of all, what is a bust down, Raven? I'm sitting here saying stuff. What is but, that? A, a bust down middle part. What? A bust down middle part. For real, your, that's your, what that is. The middle part is late. That's what that is. Y'all, let me tell y'all. I don't. When I say I don't know nothing about like braids, well, I, not braids, but like wigs and stuff. I don't know. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. It just made your wigs late. Oh my gosh! It's just that easy. See, I'm slow. 
I just show y'all how much I don't like fool with that type of stuff. I'm not saying that I don't. Like, I've never, but it's just like this. It's not, it's not my, my forte. It's not my cup of tea. And in the future, whoever the Lord send me, he going to have to deal. He going to have to, you know, don't expect me to be wearing wigs and stuff. Cause that ain't going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you can't like my natural hair, then we just, you just, I'm just not the one for you. <laughs> See, the thing with men, they say they want a natural girl, plain Jane, and all that. Then they go and be, be what's the word? Cheap. Promiscuous. <laughs> Promiscuous. <laughs> they be going cheating, cheating all that with someone. Adultery. Who, who you, that's what I'm looking for. Adultery. With the girl he just said he don't like. I don't know. Like it's so, it's so backwards. And then Ooh. also, young black women. I'm gonna say this right. Love yourself, cause a lot of times we, we young us as young black women, in our generation, our culture, I find that we've grown up with a lot of trauma. We've grown up with a lot of things from like, uh, broken homes to the communities that we've come from to like we've experienced so much right and we're missing parts of ourselves or things like that find that find who you are and fall in love with that girl right instead of trying to find it in men right instead of putting on all this makeup and trying to be something or trying to portray yourself as something and you haven't healed what you, you haven't healed yourself fully, but you want to be something else, right? It's just like, that's just like, I'm going to give y'all what that is. That's just like putting a Band-Aid on a wound that you haven't cleaned. It'll get infected. Oh, yeah. You got to love yourself before you can love anybody else. Right. And even if you ain't, like, fully healed, because you're not going to know if you're fully healed until you face with that situation again. I learned right. that in my relationship. I thought I was just ready. He did something. Well, almost left. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost laid hands on this man for me. <laughs> but it's just like, you don't you don't know if you're really healed or not until you face with that situation again. And But you, if you handled it differently than you did before, that's when you know you're on the right track. And then as far as, like, trying to find love in these men, us girls with daddy issues. Don't y'all go trying to find your daddy's love and no man. Because right. you ain't going to find it. Love yourself first. You're right. Right. That's, <laughs> like, so important. Because, like, me, right now, I'm in the process of... <clears throat> so, I've learned... Okay, so, I've learned who... I've started to learn who Kayana was. And then it was learning who Kayana was as a black woman. And then from there, it's learning who Kayana is as a black single woman. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm, like, learning right now. And some da- now I'm not going to lie to y'all. Some days, I'm telling God, this is ghetto. This is, like, <laughs> this is so ghetto. And where's my black king? But then there are some days where God is, like, really working on me. And when I say he really working on me, I mean, like, he's really showing me, oop, you got to deal with that. 
or this is something else you got to deal with. Oh, you thought you hear from this, but here it is. And I'm just like. <laughs> it be like that, man. It be like, dang, you had to do me like that. Yes, I'll just be like, dang, God, just drag me through the wrangle. Just just, just take me out. Just take me out right now. Not, not take me out. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I ain't ready to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, like, y'all, I be not. I'm not going to lie. I be saying some stuff to God in my personal prayer time. I feel like he be looking down at me and be like, this nut. This nut. Like, don't you know I'm right here alone? He just be like, my child, my child, my child. Something wrong with her. But I be like, you made me. Like me. You made me. Right? And something else too, right? I don't wear makeup a lot. I'm like an all-natural type person. But when I do get my makeup done, I be feeling like I'm the baddest thing walking. I be feeling like can't nobody touch me, boo-boo. I just be on, I be on so, social media. I just be I be making layouts. I be using every filter <laughs> known to man because I be like, they going to see this pretty face. They going to see all of As this. They going to see me, right? And I'm like, okay, God, I'm out here looking cute. And I got my makeup did. And y'all, I got my hair done for real. I got these little braids and these little makeup. I actually got eyebrows. What? Ain't nobody, like, trying to talk to me or nothing. I'm like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? Y'all, my melanin popping. I done put oil on my face and in my body before I walked out the door. I'm standing in the sun, taking all my pictures in the sunlight. They make sure you hit right. They can see the melanin. They can see all of that. I'm popping. I'm giving a black girl. Black girl. I'm giving you a black girl, you a black girl. That's what I'm giving, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so I'm doing all of that, right? And then I was like, okay, God. Ain't nobody, like, you can't send nobody, like, goodness. I'm like, everybody walking past me, talking about, hey, how you doing? I'm like, ask me what my name is. Like, <laughs> get to know me. Let's do this. But one thing that I've learned from that moment. Now, y'all, y'all may think that this happened a while ago. This is, like, recently. This is, like, in the past couple of months. And one thing about it that I've been learning is that once... So, take away all the hairstyles. Take away all the makeup. Take away all the filters. Take away all the cute captions and the cute outfits and stuff. Who are you? Who are you? What's going on with you? Where are you, like, what areas of yourself have you not healed from? What areas of your life as a young black woman has been traumatic for you? Right? Because everybody want to be booed up. We want to be singing to people for hours and hours and hours and hours. We want to be doing all of that. But we don't want to take the time out to love and nurture ourselves. We we quick to get our face beat, but we don't want to deal with the person that's behind the beat. We want, like like Michael Jackson said, we we don't want to talk to the mirror. Because one thing about that mirror, that mirror will show you what's wrong with you. And we don't we don't want to be in the mirror. We want to be. MJ was speaking, bro. He really was. We want to be on Snapchat. We want to be on Instagram. We want to be on the TikTok. We want to be on all of that. But we don't want to deal with the mirror. 
We don't want to deal with who we are. We just can't get on TikTok right now. <laughs> so, y'all, they done banned TikTok on campus, but we're not gonna, that's going to be a whole other topic for us, right? Whole other topic. But it's just like, in this moment, like, I've been finding who I am as a black woman, as just Kayana, and just who I am without everything that I use to enhance myself. Like, who are you? So, to my black ladies who maybe, because, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm friends with majority African Americans on social media, right? And I see it a lot. Everybody's wanting somebody. Everybody's struggling with finding themselves. Or everybody want to be like everybody else. Find who you are behind that beat face. Because, sir, let me tell you, your face be beat, girl. Like, but find who you are outside of that. Find who you are without these wigs and stuff you be wearing. Now, you girl, you be cute. Your hair be laid. Them baby hairs be down to the side. I don't know what they be using. Whether they got to be glued. It be holding. <laughs> Not for the baby hairs. <laughs> it be holding. But figure out who you are outside of that. And use that to show and push you into this place of your life that you never thought you could go. Right, cause we wear so many labels, or we be want, or we be adding labels to ourselves that weren't supposed to be there, because we don't take the time to acknowledge who we are in this moment, in that moment. We we're so caught up in trying to be somebody in other moments rather than this. Now I'm talking to myself, like this is something I've done too. We don't take advantage of the moments that we're in. And embrace who we are in those moments. We're always trying to get ahead. Get ahead. Get to this. Get to that. I want to look like this. I want to look like that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And so it's like right now, I'm taking the time. I'm really being forced. God ain't playing with me. I, I'm i not going to lie. He ain't playing with me. So I'm just like, okay, do whatever you want to do at this point. Because I'm not going to keep fighting you. <laughs> but it's like I'm taking, I'm, I'm being forced to take the time and fall back in love with myself fall back in love with who I am, and just go into that, right? Now, see, y'all, some days I be in my room crying, and some days I be like, look, God, this is ghetto, and I'm just finna just go do my own thing on the side of the corner. Like, the corner. <laughs> the corner. I'm just finna go do my own thing. Not the corner. I'm like, everybody else doing it, I'm gonna go do my own thing, and then God be like, <laughs> <laughs> You thought he let he let you get so far, and then then he said, like, "Come here." Didn't I tell you? And you just be like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay." <laughs> like that's how it is. He just slap you with that sound of girl. And like that is the post I saw. I see every time I think I get a little boo, guy slap me on the back of the neck with his sandal. <laughs> he don't be slapping me with his sandal no more. Sometimes, y'all, I just feel like God just be looking at me and just be like, "Now you know." Nut, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, I know. I'm just gonna go on the exit stage left, <laughs> like just exit stage left. But my last question, okay? Okay, y'all, I'm sorry, bad at words. It's late. Um, <clears throat> what is something that you would tell any young black girl right now about finding and embracing who she is? Mm. 
I definitely say that it's okay to be different mm-hmm. from your peers. Because I, I wish that's what someone would have told me back in elementary, middle, the beginning of high school. Like, it's okay to be the smart kid, the gifted kid. It's okay to be the nerd, the weird, the unique one. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you the one coming to school every day with a purse and you had laid to the gods. Because you... And- and the perfume in your person, whatever. It's okay to be whoever you want to be and whatever that looks like at that moment in your life. Mm-hmm. Because the, you're the only person that has to wrangle with who you are in every stage of your life. And no, no, but even if it doesn't feel like it at that moment, no one better, no one knows you better than you know yourself. Amen. So, if you can start learning how to wrestle with yourself and your thoughts and your emotions at an early age, when you get to your young adult adult in life, you'll be straight. Hopefully. I pray you'll be straight. Because at the rate that our generation going, we just, we don't, we just. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we not, you know, we got sense, but we don't use it a lot. Our generation. Right. I love all of y'all. We real we real street smart. Yeah. We re, <laughs> we re, we in school. We doing all this stuff. But do we use it sometimes? I don't know. Cause like I be telling I be telling Raven them all the time. A lot of us be giving I don't know if I can say this or not. Crackhead energy. Like real talk. We really do. But we just so intelligent. But I don't know. We just gonna leave that alone. That's going to be another topic for another day. That's going to be another topic for another day. But, yeah. I think that's all we got for tonight. You got anything else? I ain't got nothing. Anybody else got anything else? Not you just now. I'm bouncing this other people in the room. Anybody else want to come on and say a few words? The offstage audience. Yes. But um, I do want to thank y'all for tuning in to this episode. Um, I know it may not seem like, I don't know, it's different. It really is different than how I was doing them before. But y'all been supporting me, though. And by y'all supporting me, that means y'all love God. Because that means y'all trust him enough to trust me to talk to (laughs) y'all. Like, real talk. Because sometimes I be feeling like my life is in shambles. And then I get on a podcast and I basically what I say is for myself. So a lot of times y'all think I be talking to y'all and y'all cheering. But nah, I be talking to myself. Because I have to go back and listen to my podcast sometimes. And I just be sitting there. <laughs> just crying. Really and, the blind the blind. Yes. <laughs> yes, the blind lean the blind sometimes. And I be like, thank you, God. The, I love you. The, the literally blind. Yes, because I can't see without these glasses on. Like, y'all just don't know. Like, baby, I ain't got 2020. I don't know what I got. It's horrible. Like, I take them off and everything that way is fuzzy. Well, if I take my glasses off, I ain't even gonna see it really. Like, y'all just, y'all just don't know. Glasses are a lifesaver. Whoever, hey, whoever God gave the idea for glasses to, that man is blessed. That man... (laughs) 
<laughs> for that woman, they are blessed. They should be blessed if they're still living. I don't. They. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I hope they had a blessed life because they have saved my life. Because I already can't see. But they they fixed this. And y'all just, I don't know. I'm a clown, y'all. I, I don't know if y'all know that or not because all my podcast episodes be like real serious. But I'm a clown. And I like to clown a lot. So y'all gonna see that a little bit more. But yeah, this was our, you know, one of our episodes for our Black History Month. And for those of you that don't know, February is Black History Month. Okay? And we hope you know a fact. Ray, if you want to give us a Black History fact off the top of your head. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I put on the spot. <laughs> Ooh, black history. Let's see. Let's rewind the clock. Um, you want to do 1896? Oh! <laughs> you want to do that one? That's an easy one. That's an easy one. We'll take 1896 for 500, Alex. 1896. <laughs> y'all, forgive us. It's late and we goofing. Y'all, like, y'all gonna get used to us. <laughs> For those that don't know, play <laughs> 1960. Mm. <laughs> the first, the first black movement and organization in the United States, the National Association for Colored Women's Clubs, was founded July 1896 in Washington, D.C. by Miss Josephine St. Pierre Ruffin. Because Period. We love our founder. We love her real bad. Hope she had a real blessed life. Y'all. Her and Mary T and Ida B and Harry T. Y'all just don't know. Them women saved our lives. They gave us a space to be professional. And they also gave us a space to be heard and, and to voice our sisters. opinions. They gave us sisters. Amen. Amen. We really did. Because there's something else, too. Like, before we get off of here, I just got to say this. A lot of times, black us as black women, we don't, it's, when it comes to us, it's more mess than it is togetherness. And I don't like that. Like, what be y'all problem? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Like, y'all like, forgive no, me. What be our problem? You know, I don't care what nobody say. As a black woman, you need sisterhood in some point of your life. Even if you just got one best friend. Yes. You, you need another black woman in your space as your friend, as your confidant. Whatever. Now we're not saying that it just you just gotta surround yourself with African American women. That ain't what we're saying. We're saying that like us as a culture, we need to come together more. Cause a lot of times it's more mess and arguing and fighting and going back and forth and trying to outdo each other than it is togetherness. And we we see that a lot. If girls fighting black girls fighting girls, or arguing over. Boys, and second of all, if you and her both talking to him, don't be mad at each other. Be mad at him because go with, go. I ain't gonna promote that. Like, <laughs> why is he talking to both of y'all? Like, don't be mad at her. Oh, she knew that was my man, baby. She probably didn't, cause he didn't tell her about you, and you didn't. He didn't tell you about her. So don't be mad at he, at her. Be mad at him. Y'all and be you, and if you do know about the other woman, be better. Yeah, cause. Be better. God didn't you call are, you to be a sad piece. You are better than you are. They, <laughs> you, you are better be than nobody that. Sad piece. You are better than that. You was yeah. 
You weren't called to be a side piece. You were called to be a queen. You were called to be a help me. You were called to be by his side. Not side piece hidden in the bushes. <laughs> you you was, ain't meant to be no mashed potatoes. Thank you. <laughs> you were not meant to be something that's hidden. You were meant to be something that's shown. But shown by the right person. And shown for the right reasons. That, right? He don't, he, like, he, he ain't got to show you off just because you purdy. Like, that, that's a plus. But do you, do you have common sense? Are you educated? Can you speak well? Can you add to him? Right? So everybody want to be in relationships and things, but don't nobody want to work on themselves. Right? Everybody want to go into relationships as box of roxes. But what? <laughs> I know why I said box of roxes. <laughs> but, but what can you bring to the table? Hmm? That's like, <laughs> that's like, and people be swearing when you say that they mean financially. Like, no. no, baby, can you support that man emotionally? Right. Can he support you? you. Can he reciprocate that? Because it's about re- reciprocity. Reciprocation. <laughs> yeah. Reciprocation. We knew what she was saying. <laughs> yeah But like real talk Last thing Last thing for real I know I said that before But last thing for real Right Make sure that You can bring something to the table No matter what setting it is Relationship setting Professional setting No matter what it is Just community setting What can you bring to the table What is so valuable about you That you bring it and show it to other people. Because one thing, one thing about it, you weren't no, that's gonna be a little offensive. <laughs> you know, they don't like they don't like saying you ain't dumb. <laughs> but like you weren't you weren't just placed here to just go with the flow, right? You were placed here to embrace who you are and to change the to trajectory of other people's lives by you being yourself and your uniqueness. Because one thing about it, I'm not like Raven, and Raven ain't like me. Half the stuff Raven do, I would have been done hung that crap up. Like, <laughs> Man, like I would have been done hung it up simply because I don't have the time nor the patience. The stuff that I'm in now, I'm barely making it. I'm barely getting sleep now. I be praying to go to sleep. Like, God, let this, God, just let me close my eyes. When I close my eyes, just let sleep overtake me, please. Like, y'all. But that's her thing. That's her uniqueness, right? Raven's uniqueness is every organization that she's in, she brings something different to the table. The table, I mean, the table. It's late at night. The table, right? And one thing that I've noticed about Raven and just being around her, y'all, because she's my mentor. How she acts in one organization, right? She's in a lot of things, right? But she brings something to the different to the table in each one of them. She's a different part of herself in each one of them. But she's still raving, though. Now, some, now I've never heard Raven yell, but I feel like she can yell. <laughs> like, I really do. But, like, just to see her in those moments when she's frustrated. See her in those moments where she... Wants to fall apart, but she's still keeping it together. That inspires me. <laughs> That's a little, a little more often y'all be thinking. <laughs> like she, My life being in shambles. Because <laughs> she inspires me. And I feel like. I be ready to give all this up. Y'all, 
that time I had, I was sweet every other day. <laughs> Yo, y'all just don't know. Raven is, okay, I said Raven is hilarious because she'll text you and be like, oh, yeah, I'm for TT. Auntie, baby. Auntie, <laughs> like, TT from the quick. And I'd be like, girl, no, you're not. You're finna add something else. Like, we, we. I'm done for real now. We I, literally, well, I got one more thing, but this is We literally tell her, like, well, I, that was a couple weeks ago. We was like, now you don't put your butt in nothing else. Go sit down somewhere. Like, but that's her thing. She likes to be active. She likes to be around people. Even though she says she ain't a people person. I'm not, but I'm selectively social. Okay, let her believe. <laughs> let y'all. Y'all can believe what y'all want to believe, right? This girl get along with just about everybody. Who is everybody? Just about everybody. <laughs> she get along with. It ain't not one person that she done met that, or she don't work with that she ain't really just them fool with, from my perspective. <laughs> but I feel like us as black women, we should have somebody that we can look up to. And if you ain't got nobody in your circle that you can look up to, check your circle. Right, and if your circle is promoting you, always promoting you to do dumb and foolish stuff, check your circle again. Because homegirls, homegirls, there's more to life than being in the streets. It's more to life than being on the air mattress. Get, it's more to life than just... The $20. Y'all, we not going to get into that. Raven, we said we was going to behave tonight. Y'all, get up. We, it's, it's more to life. Y'all, that's an inside joke. So those of y'all that's in up here in Hattiesburg with us, you know what we're talking about. We're not going to disclose that information on here. <laughs> but, yeah, we don't, don't want to get knocked out, try to get our, you know, get on social media, get bashed and stuff. I ain't got time for that. Because one, one, one thing about me, y'all, I love Jesus, but I also lay hands. And a lot of people, a lot of people think that I just be saying that, but I'm like, no, y'all, if you try me for real, I'll be praying and hitting you at the same time, because I'm from the south side of heaven. That's what I tell people sometimes, <laughs> but I'm sorry, y'all, I'm goofy, it's, I'm goofy, I just, yeah, when she first said south side of heaven, when she took me out, yeah. Because I I be feeling like I'm a gangster. I be feeling like I'm just hard. Like I'll just lay somebody out till God be talking to me, and then I be like, I'm a, I'm a little crybaby sometimes. Like, but I'm getting there though. I'm getting there. I'm getting to that place where I'm like, well, you know, oh yeah, all right then. You thank you. All right, <laughs> all right. But it it slowly progresses. So y'all don't be entertaining my foolishness, okay? Don't be entertaining my foolishness. Just. Just, yeah, I don't know. Ignore me sometimes because I'm goofy and I be, I don't know. I, but I am trying to get to the south side of heaven, though. Let y'all know for real. Don't mess with me because I'll uh, lay you out for the Lord. <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go. It is time to go. But I just want to say thank y'all all again for tuning in to Plug In with K. We hope you enjoyed this. I mean, I enjoyed this. Did you enjoy this? I did. So, y'all, we're going to have Raven back. But probably next time we're going to do just a fun episode, maybe a story time. You got any interesting stories to tell? Define interesting. I don't know. Any type of story for real. I got one. <laughs> well, the next time, I guess, we'll talk about air mattresses and bananas. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't think we gonna. <laughs> but I, y'all, y'all just. I don't <laughs> think we gonna do that. <laughs> I 
I done told y'all, it's time for us to go. Bye for real. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. And we hope that you stay tuned to next to the next episode. Um, I got a lot of stuff in store for Black History Month. This next one, this next topic, I got some black males that's going to come talk. And if y'all like, I don't know if y'all saw my episode with uh, my brother, Keith Davis, um, about black men in art. That episode hit so hard. Like, I be going back and rewatching it myself because it hit so hard. But, like, yeah. So, y'all prepare. We're going to be doing some things. But, once again, thank you for saying tuned in with Plugged In With K. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. How was it? Was it good? <laughs> was it bad? Was our topic good? Was our questions and things I like good? it was more chill, like more relaxed. Yeah. Like more, it's like conversation. Yeah. Anthem, what you think? Nice. Are you just saying that? Or? No. no. <laughs> oh. Why would I just say nice? Oh.